up, guys? Holly Harris here of Journey With Me podcast. Um, Yeah, so I am here today because I just wanted to drop a little life nugget uh, for you today. This is something that has come up in my life recently, and I just wanted to offer um, some wisdom on how to combat it and, and allow it to work for you, and that is the spirit of frustration. Um, that can happen, you know, at times in our life when we have uh, attained certain things, but we're still waiting on the thing that we want most. And so I wanted to use as a contextual, as a, a scripture today, uh, the story of Hannah and Penina, which is found in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Um, Elkanah had two wives. One was named Penina, uh, who was able to bear him children, many sons and daughters. And then there was Hannah, whose womb was shut up. She was barren, uh, but it, he was that was the wife that he loved. And so um, when speaking as it relates to frustration, uh, as I stated, Hannah didn't have any children and Penina had many uh, sons and daughters. And as the uh, scripture reads uh, in chapter uh, one, again, first Samuel chapter one, uh, starting at verse three. Um, it talks about, and then this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. So yearly they would go up to Shiloh um, and he would make you know, a sacrifice to the Lord. And from that sacrifice, he would divide the portions of that uh, meat sacrifice. And so it says in verse four, and when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina, his wife and all her sons and her daughters portions. Okay, but to Hannah, he gave a worthy portion for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And in the Amplified, it reads that he gave to uh, Hannah a double portion because he loved her. Okay, and so again, from that sacrifice, he would divide the portions and give uh, Hannah that double portion because he loved her. And so then it goes on to into uh, verse six to say, and her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. So it says again, let me go back uh, to verse five. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion for he loves Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb and her adversary also provoked her sore. Okay, so there were there was there were two things that were provoking Hannah. The first was her circumstance, the fact that her womb was shut up and her adversary also provoked her sore to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb to make her worry about the fact that her womb had been shut up. And so or, or the fact that she was barren. And so basically what it's showing us here is that not only did her circumstance provoke her uh, to cause her to fret and worry, like, will I ever be able to have children for this man? But then she had an outside uh, frustration in the form of her adversary, Penina, who would provoke her uh, because of the fact that she did not have any children. 
And so, you know, and that happens a lot of times, you know, we have that inward thing that goes on. We we know the things that we desire, that we want to see happen in our lives. And we know that the, the one thing that we're waiting on, that we want more than anything that we have not seen happen yet, you know, we know that thing is there. It's, it's in the undercurrent, you know, uh, of a frustration that it hasn't happened. But then when the that adversary comes, that outside person looking in. You already have that inner thing going, but when that outside person comes in and reminds you of that very thing, it can pull your frustration to an even greater level. You know, and sometimes you're going through life, not even, you know, you you know that that's a desire of yours, but you're just kind of bopping along, living your best life, you know, doing this, that, and the third, helping people, you know, just being a blessing to people and learning, growing, developing, you know, just again, living your best life. But then it takes that one person that that comes along that says, oh, but you ain't got this yet, <laughs> that can can uh, cause that inward frustration to work its way on the outside. And that's what happened in this case. You know, Hannah was doing, you know, the best that she knew how to do. You know, she didn't know how to bear children, you know, without with her womb without her womb being open first, you know. You know, she doing all that she can to bear children, but it just hadn't happened yet. And so, but she had that one person who was able to pour salt into the womb that caused that frustration to boil over. But, you know, recognize that Hannah's response to the frustration is what we need to take account of. Okay, she didn't go to Panina and, um, you know, cuss out or, <laughs> you know, uh, leave me alone or, or whatever. Because I think, first of all, she didn't do that because she understood the root of why Panina provoked her because Elkanai loved her. And she knew, and sometimes when you know uh, the root of why people do the things that they do or why they try to make you miserable or why they try to remind you of what you don't have and the root of that is jealousy or the root of that is because something is inadequate within them and so it makes them feel better to remind you of what you're lacking she knew. She knew the root of that was um, she's jealous because even though she got all these kids, I have Elkanah's love. And so when you know, again, when you know what people are working with, when you really can sense uh, the people around you and in your life, then you begin to understand how to handle and to deal with them. And notice too, that this adversary was in close proximity it makes no you know sense to have someone you know way way on the outskirts looking in to say something to you because nine times out of ten you're not going to care but a lot of times it's the people that are closest to us that become paninas to us that become those points of frustration for us you know bringing up those things that are within us that we desire that we haven't seen happen yet and they become the ones who cause that frustration to build to uh, an even greater level. 
Like, for example, if you are married and you're having a hard time having children, um, but this is something that you desire, you know, it, all it takes is that mama or that best friend coming along and saying, hey, when you going to have kids? Or mama, when you going to, uh, a mama saying, you know, when you going to have me some grandbabies? I was, you know, to cause that frustration within you to boil to a greater level. Then maybe it was before. Maybe you and your husband was traveling. Y'all was living y'all best life. Yeah, y'all want to have kids, but you know you just kind of relaxed about it. You're like, okay, God, when it happens, it happens. But then all it takes is that person from the outside coming in and saying, "When you gonna have them them kids?" That takes you to a level of being anxious when maybe you weren't anxious before about it. You know, because literally that that provoking is meant to cause you to fret. It's meant to cause you to worry that this will never happen. And, you know, um, Paninas are not just people. Paninas can also be, it can be people, places, and things. You know, maybe there's a place that you haven't been to in a while that you go uh, back to and it reminds you of what you lost and what you're still waiting to see restored. Or, you know, maybe it's a thing, maybe it's an object. Maybe you're, you know, cleaning out your house one day and you find uh, this love letter from a previous boyfriend or girlfriend that kind of brings, you know, the frustration back up, like maybe this is the one that got away or or maybe it's just uh, the grief of a relationship, you know, that was lost and um, and you're desiring to be in uh, a relationship again and you're still waiting on that to happen and that provokes something within you. Uh, but yeah, it could be a person, a place or a thing. But again, look at Hannah's response to this, okay? Um, first, Elkanah comes to her when he, she sees that she's provoked and say, hey, you know, Hannah, why do you weep? Basically, he's saying, you know, why haven't you eaten? She literally was provoked to the place to where she was, she was uh, crying and she wasn't eating, okay? Uh, why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than 10 sons? So basically, he's saying, hey, you know... Am, am, have I not been better to you than you having 10 sons? You know, isn't our love great enough to be able to survive this and to be able to, you know, because for Elkanah, he didn't know that she would ever have children. So he's trying to reassure her that I love you anyway. You know, can you rest, just rest in the fact that I love you and, uh, you know, not feel as though this one thing that is missing is a matter of life and death when, you know, I'm here and I, I love you regardless, you know, uh, but that wasn't enough for Hannah. She wanted children. Um, and again, as I stated, she took that um, uh, being provoked and she used it the right way. It says, so she rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, after she had eaten the sacrifice, she rose up um, and after they had drank, uh, and she basically, she was uh, bitter in soul and she prayed to the Lord and she wept sore. So she was provoked to the point, uh, provoked to being sore. Uh, but then she uh, allowed that to pour out into her worship and her um, uh, sacrifice to the Lord uh, to, um, to weep sore 
to to allow that provokeness and that bitterness to the place of her being sore, to the place of her being worried, to be then poured back in to the Lord, pouring her frustrations on God instead of outwardly. Again, she could have, you know, chose to go and cuss uh, Panina out, but she understood the root again of why Panina did what she did. And that at the end of the day, her cussing Panina out wasn't going to change her situation, but she knew who could change her situation. And so she went to the source. And so she began to, um, again, pour out her heart to the Lord um, and uh, basically share all of her soul uh, with him. She made vows to him. She prayed. She wept. You know, she didn't eat. So she went on, on an involuntary fast and she does, she poured all of her energy into that one thing and poured it all back on the Lord, you know, and she provoked the Lord sore. She provoked the Lord sore to the place of him remembering her. Uh, the Bible talks about, um, you know, when she went into um, that place and, you know, began to pour out her heart, how Eli, one of the priests, thought she was drunk and just basically began to scold her as a result. And she had to say, no, I'm not drunk. I'm pouring out my heart uh, to the Lord. And when she explained that to him, he then pronounced a blessing over her and said, hey, what you have petitioned God for will be answered. And so, you know, then it goes on to talk about, you know, after she rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and she returned and came, you know, so, so once she uh, made her petition to the Lord, you know, she then went about her business of continuing to worship, continuing to do the things uh, that she needed to do. She did not allow uh, that situation to, to stunt her uh, or to, to paralyze her in that moment, but she, she made her request known. She did all of the fasting, all of the praying, all of the pouring her, her heart out before the Lord. She made a vow to him and she just believed he would do it. She went about her day and then the next morning when she rose up, she worshiped. She worshiped like, okay, God, you, I believe the word that the man of God told me that, hey, it's going to happen now. He's heard your petition. It's done. And she went about her business she rose up early. She worshiped before the Lord. She returned, came to their house in Ramah, and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, meaning, you know, they came together in sex, and the Lord remembered her. So my encouragement to you is when you face those moments in life where you're frustrated, where the closest person to you uh, is reminding you of what you don't have, and it causes frustration to raise to an all-time high that you don't cause it to make you lash out to people, you know, or, or, or go in on people, go in with God. Because at the end of the day, it is a matter that only he can solve. It's a matter that only he can uh, bring to pass. So he is the one that we need to direct that that energy to we need to direct that frustration to not in a, a way where you're mad at God, but that you turn that frustration into fuel that to where you provoke Him in prayer. That for, for you know 
you've been provoked to the place of prayer, that you've been provoked to a place of fasting, that you've been provoked to a place of petitioning and pouring out your heart towards him, you know, and he will bring it to pass. And so that is my encouragement to you. I hope that helps someone today. I know it helped me, you know, when I was going through my life just bopping along and, you know, I receive um, a comment or whatever uh, and I go and I look at it and it's literally directed towards the thing that I'm petitioning God for this year and it caused frustration to rise up within me. But then number one, I understood who the person was and maybe the root of why they said or did what they did. And so I was able to manage it to that level to where I didn't lash out at the person, but I reminded God that, hey, this is something you promised me, you know, remember me, you know, and, you know, being able to provoke God in prayer and being able to take that frustration back to him instead of allowing it to take you into a place of depression take you into a place to where you stop moving because you're so fixated on that one thing that you don't have, but that it causes you to keep going like Hannah did. She she petitioned, you know, she woke up, she worshiped, and at that point, God remembered her. Um, and so be encouraged. Um, just know uh, that God is waiting on the right time to remember you. Um, and whenever you're provoked to be frustrated about something that you're waiting on God to do, that you would take that same uh, energy, for lack of a better word, and provoke him in prayer and remind him of what he spoke over you and uh, what and even what you desire. The word declares that he will give us the desires of our heart, you know, and so Hannah knew that, honey, and she was not going to stop until... Um, her prayer was answered. So keep going in prayer. Keep going in life. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Don't allow frustrations to uh, stop you from moving forward. Um, because, you know, greater is coming. And uh, what he's promised you will come to pass. All right. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing day. Until next time. Bye.